I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 289 Video Games Hot Dog, podcast about video games here in good old San Antonio, Texas. Yeehaw! <laughs> Woo, doggies! Let's go. How's it going, fellas? All right. Is everything a dog? What? It. Like, woo doggies. Like, they're not, they're, like, you are almost never referring to dogs when you say that. Uh-oh. Well, I think you, they're saying doggies, which are stray calves. Are they? Wayward, wayward calves. Yeah. Doggies. That's who you want to get along. Get along that, little doggies? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to, they're trying That's to get like, the... So doggy and doggy are two different things. I think so, yeah. Doggy, are you just I making this up dogs. or is this an actual No, I'm not making drug. that up about doggies. Okay. Uh, doggies, I, I mean, there's... uh these dogs are tired? Yeah. No, Doge. no one says that. These doggies, these doggies are tired. My doggies are barking. It's weird. I think they're these possessed Doge by the spirits of dogs. So okay. tired. Very tired. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had this barbecue this weekend, and uh-huh. at the end of the night, uh, there were maybe 10 people left, and we were playing a bunch of heads up that oh, yeah. phone game. It's just so weirdly... It's not like a good video game, certainly, but because it, it's, it's not party game. It's a it's, it's a, a good parlor, party game. Yeah. So basically, game. you 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 take your phone and you pick a category and you put your phone on your forehead and it says a thing and then the other people try to get you to guess what the thing is and if you guess it correctly, you tilt your phone down to mark it as a point you scored and if they decide to pass, you tilt it up to skip that one. Oh, I played this. I walked into a room and they just put a phone on my head. And I had to figure out what was going on. Wow, that's, that's like meta. Better, yeah. That's like the um, that's the Neko Atsume of of, <laughs> of heads up. Um, they had a category that was just do an accent, and then the person oh. is trying to get. So yeah, it was real. It was good. Everybody was like, "All right, so we're just all going to be racist, right?" Like, right. The, the, this is this like is institutionalized a, racism. This is a safe space for all of us. All of us upper middle class, privileged white Bay Area tech assholes to. To make fun of poor people, right? It is weird well, how or you this, can do your Monty Python voices. This oh, app yeah. is like promoted by Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, that's weird, right? Like, I I downloaded it, and then the first thing that happened was the a video of Ellen DeGeneres popped up, and I was like, "Fuck! How do I? How, who do I have to pay, and how much to shut that off? To see more like, of these." <laughs> I don't even dislike Ellen DeGeneres. Right, I don't I either. Just, it's just weird, right? I don't like, like a video playing on my phone. So strange. I and I like. It's, do you think it's a? Do you think she came up with this a game? Do you think she invented this game? And she's like, certain app developer, please make this for me so that I can promote this on my television show. Certainly not. It didn't used to be because I like I had this game. There was a time maybe th- this game is five or six years old, I think, because okay. there, there was a point where we were at Disneyland years and years and years ago. I think you were there. And, and, and I think you were there too, Scarecrow. <laughs> uh, wait, we weren't at Disneyland. We were at Universal Studios where they filmed The Wizard of Oz. I was going to say also, When Harry Met I Sally. I was this. trying to think of the name of the movie with the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and Dorothy. And I thought, When, <laughs> when Harry, Harry Met, met Sally. Sally. <laughs> yeah. When Harry the Scarecrow when we all know met it's the net. Sally the Tin Man. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll have what she's having, my pretty. That, <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't very good. That, that's not, that wasn't a joke at all. It's just two things. Two things crammed together. Oh, wrist to wrist. <laughs> Wait, so it, so is your theory about Thing that Thing started out as like a shadow puppet of a bird? 
<laughs> just like two hands joined at the wrist and oh they were born that way but then they got separated surgically okay right so he was like siamese, siamese things. finger cuffs yeah and was... they put him in that box because you got to keep them separated <sighs> anyway the accents one was pretty good okay <laughs> just people doing a lot of... except it has like the bronx brooklyn New York. Oh, come it's, on. And it's like, okay, stop, stop doing that. How do you, how are you supposed to differentiate between those? Well, people who, people, I mean, like Amelia lived in New York for a long time and she can tell you the, the differences. There's a like, Long Island was also one of but them. But they should recognize they, they have a GPS in the device. They should be like, okay, this person is not currently in New York. Therefore, <laughs> we'll just do the one. I, about half the people playing were from New York or had lived in New York City for, for quite a while. So, this, yeah. this is like how when I was playing GeoGuessr, I would be annoyed that I guessed somewhere in Africa and it gave me a low score because it was somewhere on the other end of Africa. Yeah. When like Really, it ought to grade on a curve. In my head, it's all the same, exact same point. Right, which that it is. <laughs> like politically and, and climatically and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. geometrically. Yeah, geologically <laughs> yeah. and geometrically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the the re you know the reason that it looks so big on a map is just because of the projection. Oh yeah, the <laughs> Mercator projection. Yeah, it's just... really just a single point. Yep. Like like Greenland. Greenland doesn't exist at all. No, <laughs> that's just where the green color starts on the like RGB spectrum. No, it was like the fir the first the person who made the first globe put it in there as like a copy trap. Oh, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. It's a good thing uh, the world doesn't work by planescape rules or those <laughs> those paper towns would just become real because it, there was that case of, of one that actually did. Yeah. People settled there yeah. because they thought there was a town. Yeah. yeah. That's really that's really great. Yeah. Was that a 99 percent invisible that talks that one about or radio that? lab or something? Yeah. Podcast. Podcasts. Podcasts. Like this one. Uh, I, I saw a uh, thing today that was like a list of words inscribed on planet earth that are visible from space uh so there's like people that have like inscribed words on the sides of mountains uh in south america there was there's like a sheik who like spelled their name out in canals <laughs> uh there's a farmer who like bulldozed his name into his land which apparently nasa now uses as like a calibration target when they're doing like earth well he's really stuff. gonna mess things up if he ever moves that right uh how, what counts as from space satellites like on google maps you can see it on google maps as a word hack at the uh facebook headquarters huh there's a, the word hack. Well, that's pretty that's, magnified that's right. so not with the naked eye then uh well like well, i mean the naked eye would just freeze and burst <laughs> <laughs> So I think just I, freeze. I don't think the bursting is a thing that happens. You don't think so? I think I think it's just freeze. Hmm. I think that I think the whole humans exploding in space has been debunked. Yeah, because what? Because of like the pressure. The, yeah, the the elasticity or, or pressure of the skin is enough to keep your shit in there, or whatever. Something well, like not that. literally your shit, because you probably you probably right. You are probably gonna yeah, and it'll, and that'll rock you, you don't across think, the solar system forever. You don't <laughs> think you'd shit before that just from being scared to find yourself suddenly in the vacuum of space? You mean you might void because of the void? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you done since the last podcast, Kevin? I have not voided into space. Uh, I watched a movie called Grandma. Have you seen this? 
No. It's got uh, it's Lily Tomlin and some other folks. It's really good. <laughs> is it a recent movie? Uh, I think it's like last year, 2016-ish. Okay. Um, it's real short. It's like funny and like culturally interesting. How short? Hour and 18 minutes. So that's pretty short for a movie. Yeah. Yep. Is it? At what point does it stop being a movie? Like, is one hour and 10 minutes still a movie? Yeah. I think a short is like 20 minutes. So there's a big range between like. There's, there's got to be like a, a point, film. like maybe, I, I, I think a movie has to be over an hour to show in theaters. It has to be an, over an hour to submit to Netflix if you do it independently. Mm. They don't want like a bunch of 10 minute home movies. <laughs> I think, I think people would start complaining about their like dollar per time ratio. If you, they paid for a movie and it's like, this movie is only an hour and two minutes long. Yeah, you, but you can't pay for a movie on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, in a theater, I mean. I see. I've gone to see like short film festivals. And I guess if it had just been like 15 minutes of 15 second films, I would have thought, hey, that wasn't worth my $90. <laughs> also, why did this cost $90? Man, I I forgot. Like, as an undergrad, I went to like twenty four hour film festivals. That's a really long film. Yes. Wow, yeah, eighty hours of films. Um, and twenty four hour film festivals. Okay. <laughs> What's the best thing about twenty four hour film festivals? <laughs> There's twenty of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I miss that the wheelchair, like, like camping, camping in your little theater seat, and like getting food and like creating a little like miniature community watching all of these like films and stuff it sounds like a nightmare do you have a barter economy no you just have a regular economy <laughs> okay so you give people burritos in exchange for like money yeah okay i exactly. i was sitting in a seat for like 12 hours just a few weeks ago and it was horrible so i don't oh, know yeah. why you would do that for twice as long well what was that for it was on a plane oh oh right because you went to and from the europe's yep there's more than oh, one right. now uh, yeah, man, I hate flying. International <laughs> flights, doubly so. International flights to Dublin, triply so. But, <laughs> A, I don't, have you ever been to Dublin? No. Okay, you should go, because I think you'd like it. Oh, uh, super great. B, uh, international flights tend to have, like, really good amenities, like good food. Bigger seats. Bigger seats, like, better movie selection, stuff like that. Like, those, those are the most pleasant flights that I've been That's on. That's true. They also, I've not ever been on one that had any significant turbulence. Have you ever been on a plane that was multi-floor? No. Whoa. I really want to go on one of those planes that has, like, a bar. Like, I've never been on one, but I've seen pictures. Is that even a real thing? Yeah. I've definitely seen pictures of it, too, but I assume that that was just a private plane for a sheik and his 90 yeah, I Falcons. So. I think that's yeah. just, like, the like the super big jumbo jets. They have, like, a little second floor with, like, a little bar area. What about, uh, like, a glass-bottomed bar? <sighs> glass-bottomed oh. plane? Glass-bottomed plane. You get to see all the luggage? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the dogs freezing to death. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you can hear them. I think the jet <laughs> engines are too loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they mic the ca the dog cabins so you can hear them whine. Right. Yeah. Mike the dog cabins was my uh, <laughs> my rap name. They could. If, if He's the were... guy who pissed in the in the bottle and then served it. Right. That turned out to not be real. Wait, what? Oh. Did you like do some follow up research? Uh, no, it came to me somehow. Whoa. Uh, I like. I wasn't looking for it. Information doesn't come to you. Okay. It wants to be free, though. Yeah. It's um, That's I've, why it doesn't come to you. I just saw it 
You have Somewhere. to set it free, and then if it comes back, that's such it's a yours. good story. Yeah, well, he definitely intended for people to believe that it was true. Okay. Oh, so it was it was, it was a hoax that he was it like a sleight of hand? Okay, yeah. so the event happened, but he didn't actually. Yeah, the people did not actually drink his piss. He like that would have been setting him up for all kinds of uh, legal action, like health code violations. Yeah. Do you say elf code? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I now I wish I did. By the, yeah. By the <laughs> Council of Elrond, you're going to prison. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a bunch of new rules that they had to make because of Will Ferrell's horrifying oh. behavior while <laughs> during the filming of Elf. It's like the Geneva Convention. You know, it's not like, you know, it's because of all the atrocities that happened in Geneva because of <laughs> right. such, a, such a history of warmongering and torture. Anyway. Uh. Um. Elf code. <laughs> all in all, the Geneva Convention sounds like a really shitty convention. <laughs> it's it's more of a conference. Okay. People say con to mean both, but they're pretty different. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? Um, I saw someone cosplaying at GDC, so now it's a convention. Wow. What, are they, what were they cosplaying as? I forget. I think it was an anime character. Tails. No, there were no. T- <laughs> um. Have you done anything besides play video games, Jim? I was talking to April about floors. Okay. It, I forget how it came up, but she had given the example of like a a surface being like the finish on the concrete floor of a grocery store, and I realized is it a concrete floor? Well, I've been paying I've been paying attention since we had this conversation, but like what. <laughs> I had noticed at the time, like I had realized I've never once noticed what the floor, floor of a grocery store is made of. I'm going to like, again, also not having really studied this, although I was in one today, uh-huh. uh, I would have guessed linoleum. Yeah. Like little like so, linoleum tiles. So like one of them was clearly tiles of like, now linoleum is a plastic, right? It is, but it's, it's like made to look like it's something Yeah. Else. So like I was recently in a lucky that had, um, tiles that were like made of a mineral of some kind okay so like more yeah, tr- I, I think of them as being like like sort of stippled white stone tiles or something made to look like stone yeah it's sort of rubberized too right for and i was traction maybe i mean when i think of traction well okay so i was also in a sprouts because there's a sprouts near co-working and the sprouts was much more like this looks like it was it was arranged into tiles, but it was clearly was like a floor, some a sort of a concrete, a poured concrete with a, with a finish on it, like a smooth finish. Okay. Um, like a like a varnish. Maybe, yeah, or it might just be like some sort. It might be some treatment they do, like an acid wash, maybe. Okay. Um, but in general, like this is this is this is about me. Not the floors, and what what I'm what I'm specifically like talking about is, um, I will like go into a room, and a lot of the time I won't even notice what art is on the walls. It's um, usually concrete. Art. Yeah, <laughs> art made of concrete. It's yeah. usually like concrete poetry uh, printed out at poster size. R- so right. what you're saying is you are concrete blind. Maybe, but but I think I'm more like material blind. Was, um, was that a joke? About, it was, I mean, about kind of.
Like, <laughs> anyway, tomorrow uh, Wendy will get that joke. <laughs> I think I've already talked on the podcast about how I didn't know what at the, my, the last place I lived. I didn't know what color my bedroom was. The floors are made of puns. Okay, that could be it. Um, and I this is just ge- generalized, like not noticing de- certain details about my surroundings. So if you don't see floors, really every plane is a glass bottom plane for yeah. you. Well, I think and- I would notice if there was no floor. Hmm. Well, in the, and I think in the I would notice you'd be like, falling, right? What? In the sense that you'd be falling, right? Right. <laughs> but not yes. until you noticed it. So you'd run off the edge of the cliff, <laughs> yeah. and you'd be fine for a while, <laughs> right? And I think I would notice if the color of the bedroom had changed. And so I, I think, like, what's what's happening here is that I'm just like eliding details that don't matter to me. Like, as I remember, I remember like the layout of rooms pretty well. And I was thinking about like, okay, if I wanted to like be a more observant person, I could make a point to notice what the walls and the floors look like when I walk into a room and what art is on the walls. But it would be like, what I actually want is just to be more observant in general. And it's really hard to imagine being able to like, like every time you walk into a room, just like, look at everything i feel like this is like that seems a, like a lot of work spy training right to assess situations yeah like find maybe. exits and like find sight lines and mm-hmm. look for potential explosives or whatever right like that's at least what the glitches what, in the matrix yeah right that's what the the movies <clears throat> always make me think of hidden assassins yeah suspicious it's- old man shaped bulges in the heiress <laughs> In, um, oh, okay. <laughs> in, uh, there's a book, uh, that, <laughs> that that's not an heiress. It's just two old men in a trench coat <laughs> cl- cl- claiming they're going to inherit the dole fortune. <sighs> there's a book that I bet a lot of you have read called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Yeah. Yes. Um, and one of the things in the book is that the protagonist, who is autistic, like starts listing like things he notices when he looks at a field. Okay. And the point of this passage is just to convey how exhausting it is to be autistic in a new place. Right. To like have to take in every little detail. And I think maybe what's happening here is that I'm just neurotypical enough to like shut all that shit down before it happens. But you're, you've maybe shut down too much of it as a false positive. Maybe. Because do you yeah. remember what your fiance looks like? <laughs> um, I couldn't draw a picture. But is but that because you can't draw pictures of people in general? Probably. Okay. Could you identify her in a lineup? Oh, geez, I hope so. Would you, out of her and four other women, would you be able to tell which one of them was Kaiser Soze? <laughs> let's let's try it. Let's find out. Uh, a lineup of her and four other nurses, would you be able to tell which one worked at Kaiser Permanente? Uh, I, I would be able to tell whether she did. You're on a real Kaiser roll here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's you know if you mm-hmm. have you do a lot of Kaiser stuff in a row. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> this one's for you, Tim. What about you, Riff? Uh, no, I haven't not much of anything really. I haven't even been playing video games. I uh, what? Yeah. Well, no new video games anyway. 
I did. I did. I opened up my my uh, my old Mac Plus that I've got here and tweaked some uh, tweaked some screws to adjust the screen dimensions. It's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was yeah. That's that's I'm real kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But have you played any West of Loathing? Yeah, I did. Well, I uh, played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You should play it. You should. You should do a full playthrough. I, I, I really should. I. I got to a point the uh, the other day where I was like, you know, these uh, the this particular kind of monster. What does it look like in a fight? And then I had to figure out how to initiate a fight with one of those. And then I got killed immediately because my testing character didn't have any stats. So then I had to figure out how to how to get some stats on this character so that I could survive more than one hit and play fight. games play play the video game and get xp and then use xp to increase your stats or just let it do it automatically if you don't check yeah, that box it's true if you don't if you don't uncheck that box yeah okay right yeah yeah we're automatically spending xp by default it seems like a good idea yeah are you sure i it hate works? it <laughs> yes yeah okay because because uh, maybe it maybe it just doesn't interact right with the uh with the cheat device in the in the Twilight Zone. Well, if you get a bunch of XP at once, it will spend exactly it, one skills worth. Yeah, it'll only ever level up one thing okay. per time you get XP. Yeah, yes. so. Because gotcha. um, so, otherwise, if you did get a bunch of XP all at once and you had a bunch of new skills, it would create scroll off the like lines and lines and lines and lines of skill ups. Yeah, which we don't want. Yep. It's a real mess. Video games. They're complicated. Yeah, well, the, video games where you story. put out a bunch of shit that you you don't really know how long it's going to be at any given point, like a real text-heavy video game yeah. where you don't have like where you don't keep real tight constraints on I, that. I do. Not, yeah, I know, but that's <laughs> but you don't have any soul. Okay. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I, I go through and I break up long chunks. Oh well, sure, that's yeah, that's doable. But but I'm saying like stuff that's generated systemically. Oh, we're fucked. Like yeah, yeah we're we're always. Always, always fucked. Because sometimes it, sometimes the best joke for a given circumstance is one word. Sometimes it's 4,000 words. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, man, I was thinking about good old Professor Boo Barnacle the other day. <laughs> and I just, just kind of grinned. Um, well, should we talk about video games? Okay. Sure. I played. We're I, always talking about video games. I played some. I beat Prey. Me too. Yeah. Um, what matters about that game? Uh, the, so this is, I think uh, I was, I, I was making a joke about this on our uh, conference call today because I think this is a very good game for the kind of people who like, uh, Fallout New Vegas and who really want their choices to matter in a video game because at a certain point at the end, um, spoilers for the end, but a, a character looks directly at you and says, the only thing that matters is the choices you made. Like, oh, okay, good. I guess that convinces me that the choices that I made mattered. In Did fact, that happen to you, Jim? I, I don't remember that line. He definitely says that line, I think, to everybody. It, so finishing the game made me immediately lose all interest in playing through it again. Agreed. Yeah. And huh. and like it, up to that point, you had up to that point. Were, I was like, I'm going to go for this yeah. ending and this ending and this ending. Yep. Wow. What did they do so wrong at the end? No, I, I think it's great. I do, too. Honestly, what? It's, it's a, it's a real good way of, it, it, it narratively justifies it being a video game, uh -huh. which is, but you know, I can see why, you know, it's a controversial thing. I, 
I don't actually want to spoil the ending. Yeah, but, I'm, but no, I will I'm say, like, <clears throat> I was kind of speeding through it with the thought that, well, some in a few months, I'm going to play again on easy the entire time and do every side quest and see what that's like. Uh, and it turns yeah, out. It's, so when I say like, I agree with that, like I'm, I actually am going to play this again. Are you? But yeah, I think so. But not to see the rest of the endings. Yeah. Not because I think like I want to, not because I want to find out the story content of, of like the long term stuff. I want to see all the little details. Yeah. Um, I was really ready for it to be over. Like mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was definitely like, especially at the end where like you do a lot of, um, at the very, like the last couple hours of the game, I was doing a lot of like, okay, now run here, five loading screens in a row. Yeah. And wow, really? just bolting past all of the enemies yep. because there was no point in fighting them. And, and there were 10 times as many of them as there had ever been anywhere else. And a bunch of environmental hazards sprung up all over everywhere. Yeah. And but, like now I know, I know exactly where to go and I can just run past everything. Yeah. yeah. Which again, like, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's. One of the strengths of this game is um, it is it's a long game, but it is also constantly changing the way you interact with the game, uh, changing the mechanics and changing the narrative and always in a way that fit together. So it's like hop on one foot while you play. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you the story in like a Western accent. Yeah. Right. In a Brooklyn okay. accent. I, and yeah, so it like, like permanently blinds you in one eye at the beginning of the third act. It's And the 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 last part of the game was like... Um, it, it felt very like, um, like it was pushing you forward very intently and like think and, and picking up the pace. And the only problem with that mechanically is that the loading screens are real long. Were you playing it on like a PS4? I was playing on PS4 and the loading screens were probably like a minute each. The loading is not that bad on PC. Okay. But yeah. But it's still just, it was, it was tedious to just like, I know that I can get through here without getting killed by any of these monsters because I just did it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a little weird the way, that, I mean, it's, it's so it setting up a binary ending choice zones every time you enter them. No, no it's, it's like it's at certain plot. story beats. Yeah. Um, and I think they do it in anticipation of where you're going to be, but there's a lot of ways to get from place to place. So you can, it's all narratively justified. Like yeah, when okay. you come back to a new area, like come often, area. like more things will have, have, will have happened than just enemies appearing. Okay. One of the, yeah, I forget what I was going to say. You no, no. Um, I'm still real happy with prey and my time with it. I, I really like this game a lot. I, I was excited to beat it so that I could listen to the Creighton Crowbar spoiler cast oh, yeah. about it. And that was good. They talked about a lot of things that I hadn't encountered, mm -hmm. so that was neat. I never found the Beam and Wave Lab. Oh. I did not get that gun until really, really late in the game, so I think there was some way to get it earlier that because uh, I just kept finding ammo for a gun that I didn't have, yeah. which is always weird. Um, I ended up... I fixed the thing that makes it so you can't fabricate as many neuromods as you want and then ended up with just a glut of like every skill that, yeah. I, that I wanted. So I didn't take any of the like magic powers beyond the first one that I took because it lets you turn into a coffee cup so you can get through small openings. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a coffee cup with legs? No, it's, it's kind of like if you were a coffee cup in everything, you're just sort of like physicsing along. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I played uh, at at uh, speaking of Creighton Crowbar at Tom's recommendation uh, this game called Cave Blazers, which is a real bad name for a game. Yeah, I think I that's think. a fantastic name. Mm. The- is it is it a side scrolling shmup? Where you're flying in a cave and shooting stuff? No. Oh, that's a terrible name. You're wearing smoking up while you're in a cave with a bunch of friends? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cave Blazers 420. Yeah. Are you wearing uh, a sport coat while you're doing it? Yeah. That was the joke I was going to make. <laughs> good Good job, Riff. Joke buddies. Woo-hoo. Um, uh, that's that's it's, the sound of them high-fiving. It's... Uh, it's kind of like a cross between Spelunky and Risk of Rain. Oh, man, it's uh, a terrible name for that. <laughs> I mean, Spelunky is a pretty bad name. I like it a lot. Other than it doesn't... It, so here's the problem that I have with it. When I talk to, like, normal people mm-hmm. about video games, and they ask me, like, what's something good or interesting in video games? Like, what's your favorite video game? It is always no one doesn't laugh when they hear the word spelunky. It doesn't sound weird to us anymore, but it's a really silly name. And it's I think it it bothers me a little bit that the best video game ever made has a kind of a dumb name. I mean, it's pretty close to a real word, though, right? Like spelunker is kind of a funny word. Yeah. And it's kind of like spelunking. So it's Spelunky. My main problem with the name is that there is a game called Spelunker. Yeah, just like a bad it, early NES game. Yeah. I guess it might have been on other platforms too. Well, it, it's it's had a long life in like it's a a popular bad game in Japan. Why is that? I like I don't know. I so a friend of mine growing up had it and I feel like I would every once in a while I would get a bug up my ass to play it and then remember, oh, right, I can't get past, like, the second level because this game is so fucking hard. It it was, yeah. Like, I don't know why. I know it, it might be, like, the same reason that, like, the Cheetah Men is popular, like, among counterculture kids over there. Um, what is except the Cheetah that Men? I, Cheetah Men was uh, the um, part of the Action 52 collection. For NES, okay, it was like a um, off-brand Ninja Turtles thing, poorly made, but like the um, I don't know, like I don't know if this is a good example of like being famous in Japan, but like the one of the 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 um, the troll Mario clones starring a starring a cat made in Flash used that as like the Cheetah Men music as the background music. Um, Spelunk, like. I, I could be totally misremembering here, but I, I think Spelunker is, like, famous over there, like, to the extent that, like, um, there is a word related, like, that being Spelunker-like means being really fragile. Just in, gen- like, in, in mainstream culture, they will use that word to mean, like, if you drop this an inch, it'll break. Right, because of the fall distance issue, which is what makes Spelunker so hard. Right. I see. And I, I, I feel like I, I should be looking this up before saying it because I might be perpetrating misinformation. But like, so it's like when we describe uh, a, ch- a, f- a vessel of fine china as being, uh, I want to be the guy, like, yes, yeah, in that it's hard not to break it, <laughs> right? 
but like th- as a result of the of its fame um like i th- i think there have been ports to a bunch of modernish consoles <clears throat> like there was for example a a PS3 port of Spelunker. It's often on virtual console. On but this was like a, a like a too. HD remake kind of a port. Huh. Well, Cave Blazers uh, is more, it plays more like Risk of Rain and it is structured more like Spelunky than either of the other two <laughs> options there. Uh, it is nearly impossible to play without a controller so i like it would be a perfect game for me to like fire up every once in a while at work but i took my controller home and so i can't just get more than one controller what what's the controller on my desk is there mm-hmm. but if i take it then we'll have that problem again where your controller's gone and you don't know where it is i'll just take it from your desk. um it's got like a lot of power-ups and a lot of unlockables and a lot of, like it your different playthroughs will be wildly variable depending on what weapons you get and stuff it's and you know the way the the way that the levels are laid out is less of a of a feature than in Spelunky. This is always going to be true of every procedurally generated platformer that isn't Spelunky, because like Spelunky's movement mechanics are so well tuned. This has that thing where it has wall jumps that you can just infinitely chain, and like you can jump onto the side of a platform and then wall jump off of that pla- off of the side of that platform and land on that platform yeah. you know which is not always true of of wall jumps yeah that's true that, in real life that yeah that that actually like that that i think started with with n and mm. it became the no- like i think of it as now that's the norm in platformers is being able to climb a wall by repeatedly wall jumping off the wall and then air controlling back into it and it bugs the shit out of me. Like, what? Why is that? Because it's so improbable. It, it, <laughs> well, it, it renders gravity kind of meaningless in terms of it level design. Requires a bunch of solid execution of a, a technique. Though. Well, it's it, not that hard. Like, you can still make a hard game with that feature in it. But like, I, I think it really is just like that. That stretches believe like believability for me past the breaking point. I, I think that's actually what's happening. Like, like I'll I'll accept air control, but I won't accept that much air control. And this is we're talking a single wall, not wall jumping back and forth. Between yeah, back two. and forth. Like yeah. obviously, I could do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because <clears throat> I mean, air control makes no sense really no. at all, right? Like if we were if we were modeling platformers realistically, every game would be Castlevania. Every character would be <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead for uh, eating poisoned wall chicken. Well, also all of the platforms would be on the ground, <laughs> right? Oh, Cuz yeah, there's not, you know. Well, you they are, you just can't see the structures they're attached to because you're just getting one thin slice of the world. I see. Well, Sometimes you can, in Castlevania you can you can you can see the walls that things are attached to sure. like that the platforms are on. Super Mario Brothers is put pretty explicitly they're floating bricks like because there's nothing around them but sky in uh, in the 3D games. But in in 2D games you have no idea what's extending. Yeah, forward there could back. just be a stick going all the way back, all the way back like off into the distance to the point where like the yeah. atmosphere turns the air blue in front of the wall. Yeah, well, it's, yeah it's or, or it goes around into the that horizon. Weird green hill yeah. with eyes on it. No, well, not all the not all the uh, walls are in front of the hills. Yeah, they scroll at different rates too. Oh, oh that's true. Actually, Mario Super Mario Brothers doesn't have any parallax. Yeah, no, the first one. Well, unless you're playing the SNES version, 
Mm, right. But also there's it could be in the foreground plane. It could be attached to something in the foreground plane that is just slicing through. Oh, I see. Yeah. I didn't think about that. What a weird idea. 2Ds, man. Yeah. 2D, it doesn't make any sense. Nope. Yeah, it seems like this game has a daily Flat challenge. Land. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers has a daily challenge? That'd be great. Probably wouldn't be. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers has a daily challenge, but it's always just play all of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> as fast as you can. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit of another game called Forts, which is... That was just recently released. Yeah. It's sort of tower defense-y. You build a little structure using, like, polybridge rules. <laughs> Uh, and you shoot guns at another structure and it kind of physics the pieces. Um, I have not put very much time into it at all, but it seems so like rampage. It seems fun. Or sorry, rampart, not rampage. A little bit of both actually. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, Does it it's monsters? top. No, it's no, there's not monsters, but it's like, if you shoot out the bottom of a building, it'll, oh. it'll fall, okay. which is not like ramparts top down. Right. This is a side on okay. thing. Um, worms. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like worms actually. Okay. We should do a worms game someday as an assignment, but figure out how to play it multiplayer. Like there's the whole like worms Armageddon pack that has like every worms. Is that a real thing on steam with real multiplayer that we can play together as buddies? I think so. Yeah. Well, not this time. Right. Uh, I also play this phone game called card thief, which is you are a thief uh, and you're also a card. (laughs) Ooh, um, like you're a, you're a cut up, you're a joke. It's jokester. Yeah, you're a and you're a cut cad. Up joker. And you're a CD. Um Okay. Are you also a cardamom? Uh, <laughs> so you are it's a three by three grid of cards, one of which is you, and you have a certain number of stealth points. Do you know which one is you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, some of them are guards that are like looking in a particular direction. Some okay. of them are like lit up. Some of them are torches that light up the cards around them. Uh, when you, your move is to like sort of draw a path, uh, war games whopper style through at least two of the other cards, okay. uh, moving to spaces like consume some of your stealth or like you can, if you finish your turn here, you'll hide and get a bunch of stealth back or there's, th- you know, powers that you can use to like swap out certain cards or whatever. And okay. you're trying to, get through an entire deck like cards fall in as you as you clear them um and you get like in the three by three grid yeah and you get like treasure for like pickpocketing guards and coming at them from the sides that they're not looking at makes it you know do they rotate or do they They will move in they will change facing in response to you they will react to you changing things i don't 100 percent understand all of the rules it seems like there's more there's more sort of rule-based stuff happening on a given move than than i really am aware of okay um and it's kind of fun except that you get out into the thing in between games where you're like upgrading and stuff and i have no idea how any of the like buying upgrades thing works like everything seems to have some kind of weird currency requirement of like every power up has like its own kind of currency that you have to spend on it. And I don't really know how to earn any of that currency. And it seems like maybe in order to like get an upgrade, you have to like beat the first castle like 25 times. And I'm just never going to do that. So 
I kind of don't know how to feel about old card thief. It's a neat idea, but it's, yeah, just confusing structure. The idea of a three by three card thing where you are one of the cards is where do you have, so you have a position in that yeah. three by three set and do you, and you move, mm-hmm. you move and sort of like chew out the cards behind you. You're okay. like, damn it, card. I told you to wash the dishes. Right. Um, give me 50 <laughs> pushups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, P- 52 pickup. Mm-hmm. Give me 52 pickups. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of guitars yep. to fix. Anyway, th- those are my those are my video games for the month. Nice. What about you, Kevin? Uh, so I played I played an iOS game that was extremely familiar, so it's possible that I have played it before, but it was not like on my phone and I tend to keep games, especially ones that were that are pretty good. Uh, it's called Clocky, K L O C K I. It's uh, it was free this week on the iOS store. Uh, it starts off real simple. It's just like sort of rearranging tiles to make complete paths and then just keeps layering on new mechanics where you are um, rotating tiles or you're like rotating whole sections of the the, the map or you are um, having to keep like uh, pips separate, separated by at least one space and still completing paths and stuff like that. Uh, it's super fun, relatively short, maybe half an hour to get through the whole thing. Uh, just a really neat little puzzle game. Um, and then I also played another relatively short sort of, uh, sort of room escape, uh, flash game called, you know what? I, I think that we played clocky on, on the, on the web new grounds. Okay. So yeah. I, cause I, I think this is a thing that we sort of passed it around internally and had familiar. played it. Yeah. I, I feel like it went a little, maybe it went a little further than it did in its like flash version uh in the app version but it because like, like it got to a point where i was like this this seems new and novel and kind of hard which was cool um but then it was over so like it's super minimalist interface too it's just like it just starts you just play through it and then when you get to the end it just starts over there's like never a menu of any kind i can appreciate that yeah no i mean it's it worked out just fine like there's there's nothing to choose you just play except for trying to figure out how to give them money uh, sure. I mean, it normally is for sale. Uh, it was just, it's just free this week. Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, I played a game called, I think it is called Cube Escape. Uh, it's like a room escape flash game. Oh uh, yeah. I've, Congregate. I've mentioned, uh, those a few times, I think. Have you? It's, it's weird. Is it the, sort of it's, David Lynchy kind of feel? Yeah. yeah. It's got a very like horror. It's like trying to be scary, but not really yeah. succeeding. Just sort of surreal. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of those actually. If you are like there? That. Yeah. They're, I don't know that I did. Like it was, was, is this a web game that you played? It's, yeah. It's on congregate. Um, I'm familiar with them as apps. Oh, okay. congregate like basically doesn't work anymore because neither flash nor unity games will run i have a browser in a state where it still runs all the flash games oh. i just refuse to update flash and uh refuse to update my different browser so i'm probably just like filling my computer with spyware or whatever but uh what is that not the browser that you normally use it is it's it's fine. i see it's just on my old computer gotcha that's what i can still play old stuff on 
because I'm never going to update anything. So it lives. It lives in a foregone era. It's too bad Jim is in the toilet because he'd be he, sad. He's a bunch this, of opinions. He'd be sad about, about this flash, flash thing. Yeah. yeah. Flash has not died. He's having some opinions about Flush now. <laughs> uh, oh, like Flash was. There was all sorts of discussion about Flash dying and going away, and it has not done that even a little bit, as far as I can tell. It is still in significant use, and Adobe is still supporting it and like updating it. So maybe, maybe it uh, was presumptuous to assume that it was going to die. I don't know. Like. Are, are the game we made in Flash still works? Well, as well as it ever did, I guess. Sure. Uh, See, yeah. the joke is that that game is bad. It's not a bad game. It's kind of a bad game. It's not a bad game. <laughs> it's kind of a bad game. <sighs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty bad. I'm curious whether five years from now, whether you'll think that Wes of Living is a no, good game. Or no, 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 no. Because it's not like I just hate everything that I make. Okay. I like West of Loathing is good. Okay. I knew at this point in Word Realms development that it was going to be terrible and no one was going to buy it, and that's why I just left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, see, this is a game that I can work on. Like Word Realms, I couldn't really work on, and so I couldn't like fix any of the things that were wrong with it. I, see. I just had to ask people who would not comply <laughs> to fix the things that were wrong with it. And every every element of it was how it was when I gave up rather than how it was when I became satisfied. Whereas with West of Loathing, I can just do almost all of it myself. I see. If I need to. So it's good. Cool. The, the, when when things are an embodiment of my decisions, I think of those things as good. When things are an embodiment of somebody else's decisions, I think those things are bad. But luckily, I'm the only person in the universe. <laughs> so everything's pretty good. Anyway, what's this game? Flash, Cube. Uh, cube Escape. Cubanscape. Cube Escape. Yeah. There were some, I had to, I had to catch some fish. Did you say this was a Flash game? I think so. Pretty sure. He yeah. has a browser in an old state that runs Flash. I was Flash. just going to ask, like, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen a Flash game and this is as someone who used to make and love Flash games. I don't think I've seen a Flash game in over a year. Have you, do you go to See, I told you you would care. Ever times? Ever, ever go to Congregate any times? No, not recently. You should, you should check it out. There's people still making Flash games. If you go there now, it'll just say, hey, none of this shit works. <laughs> Unless you are like Kevin and you keep an old browser. I should get that old. Uh, I have like a 48666 in uh, in, uh-huh. in a garage in Arizona. Should grab that and bring it out here and see if I can get it to run Flash. <laughs> I bet I can't. God, that is like really old. Yeah, it has Star Control 2 installed on it, I think. Good. Play that in its original form. Okay. Uh, it's one of the it's like a Packard Bell that is that is the monitor and the computer all in one big clunky box oh, like the mac classic yeah what about the was it gateway that came in the cow box mm-hmm. yeah, they I always came a, in a cow I, box i had a gateway computer for a while dude i got a dell nice have you played uh, any video games jim i think a dell should release an album called dude you're getting a dell <laughs> wow unless she actually comes in the album that's uh i think that's misrepresentation dude you're getting a dell songs in recorded form okay 
Sure. Dude, you're getting Adele, and then the subtitle is songs in recorded form. That is... That's not that, bad. Yeah. I would I would buy that. Yeah. I would buy that album. When I was a kid, I thought it like you fell into single word, a coma. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was like torpor? Like, yeah. <laughs> or a... And I just recently... Or the airport near Seattle. Heard someone say that they used to think that it was... You were getting a abortion. Wow. Uh, right? Yeah. Like... These are all totally like understandable things that one can understand yeah. if you only ever hear the words. Right? Oh, like getting a abortion as opposed to yeah. get an a get an a abortion, which is what I, people right. from and, and like this is how people from Oklahoma <laughs> abortion. Well, that was like, my Oklahoma accent. I've been practicing playing heads up. Sure, this happens like in real like real language development. Yeah, is like a, what there was are it? there are some words a- that. Apron that, used to be napron. Yeah, a oh, napron. And apron. Yeah. 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 And just yeah. became oh, weird. A yeah. napron and apron. Yeah, it was coming from huh. a, a garment that this woman uh wore to take a nap and she would always tell her husband Ron yeah. that she was gonna <laughs> just gonna have a short sleep. Gonna have a nap, Ron. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> right. Yep. That's a good good accent. <laughs> I don't know where is that woman from? The, oh, Brooklyn. No, yeah. the Bronx. No, Queens. From, from All in the Family. Yeah. Uh, from sitcoms. Uh, I uh, I played some Resident Evil Seven. How, what were the floors like? No idea. Right. Pro- probably <laughs> like really di- dilapidated and shitty. Okay. Like I think I fell through one once. Yeah, it's, you get under. Oh, like on sometimes. purpose, not like like you fell through the world. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like as part of the game design. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um I has anybody ever built you falling through the geometry into the game into the game as a like I don't know, a mechanism for like waking up from a dream or something? I like, I feel like um I I'm actually really a little bit sad that like for example um the Metroid series never went anywhere with the idea of like building like the glitches where you can warp warp into like non-level design space in ROM um and you can explore like here's what it would look like if this random chunk of ROM <laughs> is a level. Yeah. Like yeah. those those are really like evocative and mysterious areas that that feel like oh like reality's breaking down over here because it literally is. Um I'm sad like they p- the developers never took that idea and built it actually into the game itself. Yeah, I feel like an authored version of that would be as satisfying and way more appealing to me at least than because I mean, well, what you end be- up with is like the kill screen on Pac-Man, which is yeah. where the the east half of the screen is just unparsable garbage. Right. But the authored version is like the the sounds in Zelda that are just like, let's just keep playing sections of the code until we find something that sounds okay. I think that's right? a different kind of authoring than, than I meant. It's curating, right? Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I just mean like allow allow stuff to look random and glitchy but not in a way that it's like you can't tell where you can walk right. yeah. yeah or like um the the minus world in super mario brothers and like mm. where you saw that idea explored was in um the bonus areas in super meat boy which is basically a super mario brothers fan game um and the glitch stuff in uh, Axiom Verge, which is basically a Metroid fan game. Right. Is Meat Boy and Mario Brothers like? Is that? Do you think that was? I think the initials were very deliberate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. Uh, I'm I'm only like a couple of hours in, but it seems 
pretty well done. Like I, I haven't encountered any um like fodder enemies, which what does that mean? meaning like um the the thing that ruins every horror game is like the scary part is oh here's a bunch of zombies okay you kill them okay now you're not scared of zombies anymore I see. Like I, but now here's some more that are in the way, just so you have something to spend ammo on. Right. Um, it gets a little bit of that okay. eventually, although I never made it past the second boss fight. Like I bounced off of a hard boss fight and never went back Is to that game. Is the first boss fight the one in the car? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I haven't gotten to the second boss fight yet. No, the second yeah. one is the one with you the were, chainsaw. You, okay, you were talking about how like it's just impossible. Well, uh, it was, I mean, it's clearly not impossible because other people beat it. Right. And get past that. Um, it's kind of seems like I got everything I needed to get out of that game, though. Yeah, like, I'm actually the, not sure. The good sure, part is all up front. I'm not sure I actually need to play any more of it. No. But, like, so far, it, it, um, it, it seems pretty well done. Like, I liked the intro a lot. Um, I liked like the the idea of the uh, VHS tape that you find and then play and then yeah, you're actually like it's a real good playable VHS tape and like it's kind of like a it's like an interactive section that you can like then throw away because it's not actually the protagonist so like oh wait you actually like like you go inside the tape and play something. well you, yeah there's you no sort like of going in the camera like you put it in and then you're watching it but then it it is a video of a first person game that you're then controlling yeah. Where the events of that you're theoretically watching play out. Uh, that, but, that they they use that really interestingly later in the game, where if you did not find and play the videotape of the other guy going through the sequence that you're about to go through, then you won't know the tricks that make it solvable. Well, that's even in the very first one. Like the way you proceed in the game is with something you learned from the tape you just just got. Though yeah. it is just a lock and key. I think you can't actually open that thing without watching okay. the video. Okay, yeah, I, I actually, believe that. I don't know if that's true, but I, I believe it to be. Like it's probably true. Like it seems like the sort of thing they would do. It doesn't really lose anything by sure not having that verisimilitude. It's yeah. Um, what they have instead of like zombies, like walking around that you shoot is like, you will occasionally trigger, uh, amnesia style, like, like lone wandering mon, like this happened, this has happened twice. So I am just assuming this is a pattern, like lone wandering monsters that you have to avoid and run from. And they seem to be invincible. Um, which I think is a much stronger, like premise structurally for a horror game than like classical Resident Evil games. It's a little different depending on what phase of the game you're in. Because okay. there, there's like there's there's like three main family members and you can kind of divide the game up into three chapters with each with one of those characters being the big bad of that chapter. And so right, this, okay. this stuff going on is kind of related to that person. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, the, the thought I had about, um, about Prey was that, um, they design around the idea of like quick saving and then making a decision and seeing the outcome and then immediately loading and seeing the other outcome. And the way they, they design about that, and they do this pretty consistently is that when you make a major decision, you have to have to then play the game a bunch or, or wait a bunch to see the outcome. Um, and I think, like, for example, when we were, like, bitching about, like, having to do, like, run through, like, five loading zones at the end to, like, see the outcome of our decisions, I think that's actually what was happening there, in part. 
I tried to play through that fi- final part again, but it turns out, like, even though both of, like, you're, you're kind of presented with a big binary choice. Yeah. That, that's being set up for the entire game. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you can, you can, you trigger both of them from the same place. But if you've set them both up, you only get the option to trigger one of them. And oh, it's weird. the one that I did first. And then the save that I went to do the other thing on, when I got back there, it just wouldn't let me do the other thing. Oh, so I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got one ending, and then I just spent like a half an hour setting up to see the other one, but I can't. Yeah, so that's too bad. I guess I'm just going to tab out and go to YouTube. But then the YouTube video of all of the possible ending stuff was like 45 minutes long, and I couldn't wow. like, like, because there's a lot of different... Is, is that like all, is that like, well, I won't, all the I different won't, possible, all the different possible, like you, you kind of, I mean, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that you end up with a bunch of like sort of title card style things about like the ending of things Fallout that you 3, did. Yeah. But, yeah. And it just goes through all of those and they're like acted out with VO. So they're long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the other th- thing I wanted to bring up was like, there's a, um, a guy you meet who's like clearly like um like a creep kind of dece- deceiving you like lying about his identity and he sends you on a mission and he eventually like betrays you and at any point you can just like any any point before the like the, the the moment of betrayal the, the heavily telegraphed moment of betrayal you can just kill him and so like the at the moment he betrays you you could you could choose to like quick load and just like, okay, I'm just going to shoot this guy now instead of doing what he's asking me to do. But the reason I didn't do that is because I just wanted to see where the story went. Like, I wanted to know, like, well, what's going to happen now? Um, which I, it's just, I think, a, like a really, like, strong way to get around the idea of, like, your, your player can, like, fork, fork time at any moment. And, like, if, if you don't, if they don't want to go along with your story, they're not going to. Right. Nothing. I mean, the whole game is set up so that you can kill anyone and the story will still be fine. Yeah. Which, like, I'm curious. I knew that it was possible to kill the, like, AI construct that's giving you, that's sort of acting as the narrator because there's a non-hidden achievement for killing him. Sure. Uh, You can presumably do that at any time. But you can also like there's a, a operator dispenser in your room that dispenses more of more the, of him. If, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> that's then kind of like the yes man fail safe. Right. Man, pray. It's real good. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Like I, I, I feel bad that I like a lot of the time I've spent talking about prayer. I've spent complaining about it. Uh, but like it, it also has a lot of problems. But like, I I fucking love this game. Yep, it's real good. I um I don't you know I what was your total played time? Do you know? I don't know because like it like the save file says like forty hours, and then like the in-game campaign time says ten hours. Huh. Wow. And I don't know what the difference is. What is your- 
Steam. Oh, you didn't play it on Steam. No, I didn't play it on Steam. Because well, I mean that, so I could imagine one of those things not counting all of the time that you spent, like in menus, and well, and then reloading, right? Like if oh yeah, if you play for five minutes and then reload, it's added five minutes to the yep. amount of time that your PS4 knows you've been playing it, but not to and the al- game clock. Like al- also, like um, I often didn't bother putting the PS4 to sleep. I just turned turned off the TV and was like, hey, it'll go to sleep by itself someday. Mm. So Riff like Riff will yell at you if you do that. Oh yeah, hey Riff. <laughs> Is, are, Cut are you it mad out! at me? Cut it out! It's awful. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> if you do it to his PS4. Okay. All right. Yes. Are you Are you worried about wear and tear? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, fair enough. I don't. I don't. I don't pretend to be a good person. Do you think it's more likely that it's gonna have problems by being left on or by being power cycled more regularly? I remember like. When I was a teenager, computers of that era were allegedly, uh, allegedly it was more wear and tear to power cycle exactly. it than to, than to keep it running. So I just left my computer on all the time. The, and it's the only still reason, running. The only reason I stopped doing that was that um, I started using laptops instead. Hmm. I mean, we certainly had servers that ran for ten years, like a fan spinning for ten years. You know, yeah, and if it doesn't ever stop, it doesn't have to uh, overcome the coefficient yeah coefficient of, static of friction. starting friction. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, you know, and sometimes getting near it would cause it to break. <laughs> right. Um, the number of times something broke just because we visited the data. Yeah, center. because we were there and just kind of jostled the. Just never touch it. Yeah. yeah no. Exactly. Well, now you can't because it's in the cloud. Cloud has no physical representation. I would touch it, but Casey Kasem told me to keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> we had this problem in uh, West of Loathing where one of the animations didn't explicitly have the feet positioned on the <laughs> ground. And so whenever that would, whenever that animation would play, there were certain times where when you went back to your rest animation, it would just leave the feet where they were, which was at zero in that. So you'd be walking around, but your feet would just be like up in the air above your head. <laughs> pretty good with with your legs attached yeah your legs were still attached at the at the hip your legs are real real lovebirds they're just (laughs) attached at the hip all the time so you get it because they are yeah yeah. no i got it that's what they mean like when they when you're really in love with somebody it's like you're treating them like your own leg your your other leg you're one of the legs and they're the other leg okay all right explaining your own metaphor you just got like a weird pelvis between you yeah and like you can get pretty close, but never really that, that all the way. That pelvis is God. Okay, <laughs> you have to leave you have to leave room for Jesus. That's right. While you're, yeah. Um, that's why women used to ride horses side saddle is because they no some sort of some sort of pelvis joke. No, just uh, about legs being closer together because your legs are two people. I no. Yeah, that, went went nowhere. Yeah, didn't have anything. We'll work. We'll workshop that over the next week and come back to you. Okay. Um, anything else, Jim? In, instead of no, not not really. Instead of saying the game that nay next week, just say your version of that joke, and we'll insert it all over the assignment talk. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Don't actually do that. That would be long and <laughs> long and hard. Uh, send it to Zach, and he'll make the decision. Uh-huh. The only thing that matters are the choices that I made in not putting those in the show. 
Um, I didn't really think this through. It's it's a lot harder to edit shows now. Yep. Is it? It's like an extra ten minutes. Okay. Maybe. So it's not. That it's adds not, up though. Not the worst thing in the world, but yeah. It's an hour by, a month that he's not working on Westerlo. By episode nine hundred. Uh, well, are we uh, are we done talking about the games that we played? Nope. And thus ready to pl- to talk about this assignment, the Guild of Dungeoneering. The Guild of Dungeoneering. The Guild of Dungeoneering. Bombs Clan Academy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Guild of Dungeoneering. The Guild of Dungeoneering. I had bought this game on both Steam and iOS okay. at some point in recent years, and I remembered that because when I started it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the game that I started playing and then immediately stopped playing because of the music. <laughs> the, no, there's a there's a slider for Bard volume now. Okay, yeah. so this is another time where I was really aggravated to have someone singing some lyrics into my ear at the exact same moment that they just give me a screen full of text. Yeah, already. that happened yeah. to me, too. I was like, they, they kept this. doing it over and over again. I was well, like, stop I doing turned this. off the bard, and, and my life was much better for it. I So... I don't want to. I don't want to alienate what I'm sure is a certain portion of our listener base, but it it reminded me of a thing that I really don't like, which is how sometimes when you go to an Irish pub on, like, say, a random Tuesday night, there will be a group of like Ren Faire beardos, all with traditional uh, Irish instruments playing a lot of songs and frequently changing the lyrics to be about either sex or like doctor who oh Phil- Phil- filking yeah. yeah so filking or filthing which is what i call it when they just do the but like like you're uh you're sort of like uh i don't know your da vinci's notebook kind of thing which i like those guys are great but i i'm really glad that they're like the ones of them that are still making music are old men now and they're singing about something other than dicks. Like I I assume. <laughs> um, it, but man, that the the bard real bad. Real real bad. This poem is to tell you the name of this week's assigned slog. Guild of Dungeoneering is the game here on video games hot dog. Also, I I think so I actually like this game a lot. I ended up playing probably 7 or 8 hours of did this. You, did you turn off the bard? Uh I just played it without sound completely. Okay. Like I I started playing it on my laptop while listening to podcasts and uh I mean that's the reason that I got so much of it played is because I started just like taking my laptop down while I smoke cigars and so it's like all right there's an hour where I can mindlessly play this. Um it sure felt mindless to me honestly. Like, I don't know. So my strategy for the well, let's let's talk. Let's talk about what the what the game is. It it's a a lot of card metaphors. Yeah, (laughs) Um, you're you're sort of like building a base for adventurers, which the base doesn't matter really. Didn't seem to, except in terms of what classes of character that it. it, Yeah, yeah. that it lets you. Yeah, you're you're sort of laying it out for no reason that I can tell. Um, Yeah. You then get 
an adventurer, and that adventurer's abilities are represented by uh, like six, six cards. cards that go into a deck. And then when you send that adventurer on an adventure, they start at level one, and you are issued a... You're given part of a map, usually, and then you, every turn, are given a hand of cards, some of which are rooms that you use to like connect different parts of the map together, some of which are monsters that you place for your dude to fight, some of which are gold that you place to like lure your dude in a particular direction. They have some AI about where they're going to go, and so a lot of the gameplay at that level is figuring out how to not accidentally get them to go somewhere that you don't want them to go. Some of the, some of the levels have like time turn limits. Oh, some of they? them, okay. yeah, some of them are, there's a lot of, not a lot, but there's a, there are a number of different goals that you have that differentiate the levels quite a bit and start making All it so. All the ones so, that I encountered were kill a certain number of monsters or kill a boss monster. Yeah. And that it, it, it opens up. Um, it, so as you, as you finish quests, sometimes it unlocks new quests. You usually only have one or two or maybe three things that you can be working on at a time, which is a little frustrating if you're having trouble with all of them. You unlock upgrades that are like better class guys or better uh, sort of boons that you can give them. There's also a couple of expansions that I bought. I can't imagine any of you guys did, but they, that considerably opens the world up like it makes it so there's a lot more places that are available to you to go and and so you have more ability to kind of earn currency uh when you get into a fight with a monster you have a hand of cards they play a card which like does a certain amount of physical damage or a certain amount of magic damage or causes you to discard a card or blocks a certain amount of physical damage or blocks a certain amount of magic damage or whatever and you're choosing cards to play based on what's going to be most advantageous to you you have you start with a hand of three cards and you can modify that by drawing extra cards or getting getting equipment from beating monsters just this I really like actually. Adds this cards to your adds deck. cards. So like if you have if you have a an offhand with fire one on it, you get like the first firebolt card. But then if you have a different piece of equipment that also has fire one, you get a second fire card, which is stronger. And so you can you you always get a choice of equipment to put on after you win a fight, and you can kind of synergize those to make your deck more advantageous to like what cards you already have baked into your class or what kinds of monsters you're going to encounter. But like putting on a bunch of equipment means that you're less likely to get any particular card. So if you're relying on one coming up, maybe you're better off just wearing a hat instead of all a bunch of gear. Um, is there a way to look at your deck? Mm, yes. You can look uh, at the starting deck in in the adventuring. Yeah, zone. you can look at the you can look at the starting deck, and then you can uh, if you open up the character sheet while you're in the dungeon, and then mouse over the icons that are the skills that you have. It'll show you what cards that puts in your deck. Okay, but it, you can't just like you can't. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable UI decisions, but like I feel like this game is not actually that complicated, but it took a long time to figure out what was going on. Um, Guild of Dungeoneering. Guild of Dungeoneering. So, so a dungeon that had a like a certain number, like a turn limit, would definitely have prevented this. But it seemed like I didn't understand why you like you wouldn't always just sort of immediately head the opposite direction of the boss or the other monsters and just populate your dungeon with rooms and treasures mm -hmm. and level up with easy monsters and then go fight. 
the hard stuff. Well, you stop leveling up eventually, right? Like you only yeah. level up by killing something that you're that's your level or higher. But you get you get more options for what gear to get, so you definitely can do that, yeah. right? Um, and you can it's just by by electing to not take a piece of gear at the end of a fight, you instead get a a gold card, which you can then use to just keep your guy running around in a circle for as long as you like, pretty much. Yeah. And also that gold is used to upgrade, but upgrade your, your, permanent, your stuff. permanent stuff at home. Yeah. But it's so much faster to just finish the, it's the best way of getting yeah, gold is like by the, finishing the quest. The real like reason the, to not do that is that it's boring. boring. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, you want the game to not allow you to do things that are boring, but yeah. numerically advantageous to you. And that is definitely true. I'm glad that this game is not hamstrung by by, me. by a desire <laughs> to protect you from yourself. Yeah, the I like I like I like the like the the names of the cards and the names of the monsters and stuff are all pretty funny. I think and like. One word at a time, the writing of this game lands pretty well for okay. me. But whenever there's a paragraph of text, it is super dull. It's it just feels yeah. very like I, I, I liked the card names, but like everything felt like it was just written by committee. The full page stuff was the font was really small. The, the typeset was really small, and it's also just not worth reading at all. It wasn't particularly yeah. interesting. Yeah. Just it, it's weird. So is there a story? Like seven hours in, is there a story? No. Okay. Nope. Uh, that seems about right. Yeah, there was, the, there was the notion that you were starting your own guild because the other guilds wouldn't have you. Yeah, every once in a while they'll like talk about how like the guys on the other team are stink and are buttholes, right, or whatever. But yeah, it was just it's all in that kind of like I don't, it's like sort of anodyne snark that like yeah i don't know it a lot of people compare our games to this game i think just because they're both look hand-drawn even though they don't look the same and they're both like comedy rpgs yeah and it's I, i don't know it's it obviously kevin and i and and riff to to a slightly lesser extent because riff has less to do with making the art of of KOL like we're the worst people in the world to decide whether that comparison is apt or not because of course it's not because we understand all of the ways in which it's not it, riff are you being electrocuted i know from previous experience <laughs> yeah what were you shaving <laughs> no i was trying to use my phone to look up the word anodyne <laughs> Oh, it just means like it's the Link's Awakening clone. uh, It just means like harmless, like like uh, just inoffensive, Mm. mild. Um, Yeah, opposite of cathodyne. Also, I don't think that this game is hand drawn. Guild of Dungeoneering. Guild of Dungeoneering. Huh. I I mean, if it's not, they are definitely trying to affect that style. Which it like the the characters at least like look to me like they were drawn on a computer. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, they're they're definitely trying to affect the the style, the like shaded 
like D and D map style, but that stuff just it like, because it doesn't matter at all to gameplay. Like I almost wish that it was just like points on a line points. Yeah. Just, yeah. just lines that made it clearer, especially with some of the other like tile sets later in the game. It's kind of hard to tell by looking at, a room which which exits it has yeah, yeah. yeah. and and that, it's like that that's like some like w- the one of the only advantages to a very simple art style is a lack of like details muddying up the like handful of things that are mechanically important to and your the, game it's not necessarily simple it's just the pencil it's, it's real real busy yeah. yeah but i don't know i like i feel like i'm talking a lot of shit about this game, but I do like it. I mean, I, I have continued to play it. There, I I dove down to a class that I thought had, like, one of the top-tier classes that I thought their abilities looked interesting, and they are interesting. What, what class is that? Uh, the Cartomancer, which there are a lot of... I thought it was going to be about maps, but it's not. Is it a Cartomancer um, or a Cartomancer? It's a Cartomancer, but it is about cards. Okay. Um, he has basic abilities that depend on uh, the number of cards in your hand at a time, including like a finisher that is just discard your entire hand and do one magic damage for every card you discarded. So you combine that with a bunch oh, wow. of draw stuff and you just always can kind of play it safe, draw a lot of cards, do a lot of healing until you get a big enough hand that you then just kill them all at once. And that's that has been like changing up your playstyle to to support the the strength of your character is like okay this is video I'm playing a video game right I'm like <laughs> I'm doing a thing where I can be good at this um and it makes it so I kind of like it when that guy gets killed because it forces me to do something different for a minute instead of just like sticking to the same plan no matter what the challenge is also like diving down into the third tier early has made it so I'm kind of overpowered for a lot of the stuff that I'm I did the same thing diving into the second tier early rather than like getting a bunch of upgrades you um progress is pretty slow and i don't really know what i'm trying to achieve here because i don't care where the story goes because i'm not reading it and i don't like it's so slow to unlock like other classes and stuff that it that's i don't i might not go back to it even though i had a bunch of fun with it but um i don't know you in general kevin don't like games that use cards as analogs. Yeah, games yeah. games where you're fighting a monster or whatever, but cards or dice, like actual dice, are a stand-in for a simulation yep. of combat. Yeah, Why do you think that feels, is? It just feels unnecessary to me. Like this is neither a card game. Is it, is it like you're you're suspending disbelief twice? I guess, yeah. What if you were playing a game where the protagonist was dreaming about fighting a monster using cards? I, like, games that are literal, just digitized versions of board games are not so bad, because then it's like, okay, well, this is, these, these are just stand-ins for cards. Whereas this is using the deck shuffling mechanic and, like, card drawing mechanic to, like, indicate, you know, cho- like, meaningful choices in combat or something this could be a board game it could be but it isn't right like what what's the difference between okay so like if somebody made a board game of this would that suddenly make this game video game better our mellow felt like a board game that was just 
yeah digitize whether or not there was an actual board game this did felt like it was trying to not be a board game that was trying to be a mm. video game mm, okay. and it's 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 a subtle distinction i guess but man armello really went in one ear and out the other with me i don't which one was that? <laughs> <clears throat> that was the one where you were the different animals moving around on the hexes, uh, yeah, and it okay. was day yeah. or night, and you... it was really pretty. Like it was a yeah. really yeah, well it was gorgeous. Designed. Yeah, but mm. but I think that's kind of the problem with a lot of these games is that like they're not really fundamentally interesting on their own, right? Like the the card game stuff that they do just isn't. It doesn't go anywhere. Like make make a cool card game and then make a game around that. Like you know, make a Magic or make a Hearthstone or something. Those are fun. Just using cards as stand-ins for your like randomization I mean, you, mechanics. You don't think of Magic as being a game that uses cards as a stand-in for a story about two wizards fighting. No. I mean, I don't either. But I also don't. I feel like it's I don't supposed get... to be. I feel like like the the theming of that game is supposed to be a wizard's duel. It is, yeah, but it doesn't matter. That right? It's just it's just a card game. But so is combat in Guild of Dungeoneering. I guess is the right, I, but it's like... not a very good card game. Is what is what I'm fundamentally saying, right? Like okay. there's always and there's always like the best choice. There's never. Like there's never there was never to me any strategy or ambiguity about what I should be doing. What if the you didn't see the opponents play before you played. That is a that is a debuff that you can get at so certain like the points opposite of later. the like precognition is like not knowing what. Yeah, they... it's called conceal. Conceal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was some, that's something that like it it it's themed like a like a game like Magic, but it's um, asymmetrical by design because you are responding to what the monster does and you have. You have knowledge of of their intent, and so you can respond to it directly instead of trying. There's no, the element of prediction just isn't there. They don't make choices either. Like they just they just draw cards randomly and play right. them. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like I don't. I think we're having two, multiple conversations at once here because I don't think this is this is addressing like you're talking about just disliking using cards in a um. I guess like as as an in, a, in an indirect way. Yeah, I feel like like this is just a super personal preference thing. But sure, it, sure. it seems silly to me that you've got the whole like vast power of a computer to do whatever the hell you want in terms of like randomizing things and presenting stuff and you fall back to this like metaphor of cards yeah. and shuffling a deck. Well, I, I think the reason for that is that it's way cheaper to do that than to like animate everything. Sure. Um, but also, like drawing cards from a deck is a like a tried and true and very yeah. comprehensible way of doing yeah, mitigated yeah, randomness yeah, that you it, have it some control like over. With how a deck of cards, works. yeah, people get the metaphor immediately, yeah. and you could convey it other ways, but then you'd have to teach them what's happening. It's just everywhere, and I don't like it. What about like Puzzle Quest? So that was like match three yeah. as combat. Yeah. That was that was like the first time I had seen uh, another game used as like a combat system, and so it it got a pass for me because I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Uh, but now that's everywhere too, and I'm kind of kind of over it. <laughs> so I don't know. 
and I don't know why the purity of like just actually having like characters on a on the screen doing something feels better, but it I think I get it. Like I, I mean, I, you'd be okay if there was you just had a menu of available actions that was just being drawn from a well, deck of available I mean, actions. Ba- and- so backing up for that, I don't like Final Fantasy combat either, which feels very much like the same kind of thing where you're just picking. It's very abstracted. Yeah. It feels like miniatures on a board, except like not even to the fidelity that like traditional miniatures have, which is that they move around. Right. Yeah. The menu driven stuff also kind of just bored me to tears for the most part. So do you think West of Loathing is a bad game? It's not a menu driven game. There's a, there is a bunch of strategy to that. Uh, there will be. I feel like there are menus in there. Yeah, me too. Huh. Like for the combat? Uh, let's see. There's uh, icons. On sure. On the left, you're picking for a bunch of stuff, and then you're clicking a button that says go. Right? Is that yeah. right? That's yeah. how it works. So the things on the left are the menu. Okay. But they, well, Kevin, what you're going nuts here? What? Well, so like, it's turn based, and you're selecting one of a bunch of icons, which is or just you're a selecting menu. six of a bunch of things. You, like you have a bunch of different. Like you, can, there's a bunch of strategy involved. You can do, items don't take turns. You can use items as many as you want. There's there's a I, whole bunch of of variety there. I, I I think I also think it's a good combat system. Yeah, me too. But I also think it's like it's totally a it's JRPG fi- combat. It's system. Final Fantasy as fuck, or FF. It really doesn't as F. feel that way to me. Final Fantasy for fucker. So okay, so also all of the icons are visible on the screen at the same time. Whereas having to actually navigate a literal menu is fucking aggravating and annoying. Yeah, I agree. So it's a literal menu because you are choosing food that someone then brings to you. (laughs) You're like, you're picking, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to pick this character and then I'm going to pick this, this thing. And then I'm going to pick this particular target. Like it's like four different choices for each person. And then you, then you go to your next party member and you do the same thing. It's okay. So like, I I really think like the distinction you're making here is between good and bad JRPG combat. Maybe like, I don't know. I have not played enough of that stuff because it always just annoyed me. So I'd stop Yeah, because it's mostly bad. Okay, like, well. We're making a good one, though. Okay. Good also, it's not J. It's, it's good. W. Yeah, it's a Western RPG because oh. it has cowboy hats. Shit. Yep. Is that, it was, that was the original joke of that title, right? Yes. That was. No, I just always wanted to make a cowboy okay. game. And I also only make RPGs. Right. Because <laughs> I'm not good at action. Get a different programmer. I can be good at action. Yeah. If you get somebody else to be good at action for you, it's like sex. Cerno <laughs> <laughs> de Bergerac, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, you know what our next assignment is? Elucidate, illuminate, riff. Uh, I believe coma. you said Kona, right? A, a coma. Kona. Kona. We're going to oh. play a Kona game. Yes. Tacoma by Fulbright. Kona, K O N A. So, listeners, be sure and write in to vghotdog.gmail.com with a recording of you saying Kona or Kona. Uh, K-O-N-A. Yeah. So, Kona me. In other words, Kona me by sending me, Zach, an audio file of you saying Kona. Uh, nobody else has anything to say about Guild of Dungeoneering, I guess. Yeah. Or do you? Riff? Nah. What was your favorite uh, spell? Um, 
I liked the ones that gave you, like, extra damage for a similar attack later. The, like, the, the bonus to a later action. Yeah. Yep. Those were kind of interesting. I never met any of those. For a while, I had a character that had a perk that was, uh, if you blocked... Uh, if you blocked an attack, it would do a damage to the enemy. Yeah, it was spiky. Need little, little bonus. There's a similar one that every every damage you block um, heals you for a point. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's one of the ones in the holy tree. The game gets significantly more interesting when you have a hand size larger than three. That is that is part of it. I played well. I played with a mime, and a, a lot of their shtick is getting extra cards copying opponents cards and stuff like that oh that's cool um and so that was a that was more fun at least getting your opponent to discard a card definitely had some strategy to it because you could like you'd see the next two cards and you could pick one to discard and then you knew what the next act what the next attack was going to be yeah i didn't know that's worked that way i don't think i ever had a card that caused the opponent to discard yeah. Oh, are you? Those are ones that you like stole from other. No, no, those are ones that are just in the mime, oh. the mime deck. Oh, well, that's cool. The base deck. They're they're a lot about card manipulation. So, like pretending to be stuck in an invisible house of cards. Yep. Uh, pretending to lasso a card from far away. Right. Uh, f- um, what else do mimes do? Uh, they go down. They go down invisible staircases. No, oh, right to get some cards from the to basement. Cards, yeah. Basement, yeah. Um, guys, you know who this uh, episode of Video Game Soft Talk was brought to you by? Who? By, no, uh, West brought to Pickers. us by the, uh, the restaurant. Yeah, ch- 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 chunks of Tony Slim. <laughs> Patreon user East, East of Eden, the movie. <laughs> M- Miriam Webster, the book. <laughs> Fan Dampsworth, the man. Miriam Webster, the play ad- adaptation of the book. Oh. Oklahoma, the musical. <laughs> Not the state. No. Musical, the Oklahoman. <laughs> Hoosier, the Kentuckyite. Constitution, the document. Uh, guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 289 of Video Games Hot Talk with you, and I hope we do another one real soon. Listeners, I hope you'll join us, and if you do, great, and if you won't, that's all right, too. Kakabubabalaya. Kakabubabala. Good night. Like a hamburger out of farts. Guys, don't don't bring back make a hamburger out of farts. I I was kind of missing it. That's a good one. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. Okay. Do, do you mean How like the you know? the wrist stump? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So yeah, do, do you see the end of his uh, his corporeal th- form? Uh, not in the TV show, but in the movie, they did do a digital effect so that you saw it. Right, because that's a thing that you couldn't have done back in the old old school days. Right. Yeah, he just lived in that box in the show, but in the movie, they showed him crawling around. Are we talking about thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you talking about the rest of thing apart from his hand? Whether there is a whether there is a rest of thing. Or whether he was born as a hand. Yes. Yeah, he does because he doesn't have like a bloody stump, right? Like, well, apparently, I don't remember he does. what. Well, I mean, I don't remember what the stump looked like in the movies.
I don't. Did you? Are you sure that you saw him from the back? I don't think. I don't think they answered that question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how I does mean, he poop? <laughs> does he eat? Well, how does he eat? Maybe there's just like a weird marrow cloaca. It, it could be like Cookie Monster, where he just crumbles up the, co- just the cookie <laughs> in his hand, fingers. He he makes that little like the little mouth with the, the fist and, and yeah. puts some food in there. Paints some <laughs> lipstick on it. Yeah. Pokemon, 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 